0: Welcome to the Brazilian Beat Please join us as we get to know the Brazilian percussion music making community One interview at a time Diana, what's up? Hey Courtney Um, We're having
1: some crazy uh, technical weirdo things happening right now But we're making it work
0: We are making it happen Nice, Because we're can-do kind of ladies We are
1: (laughs) We're making this (laughs) We're making lemonade right now (laughs) Out of those damn lemons. Uh, So, uh, what's going on? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about our little intro, and we state we're getting to know the Brazilian percussion music making community one at a time, one interview at a time. But we're, you know, it seems like the more we more the more we get involved with social media, the more we connect with our listeners and people around the world so i find that's really exciting so we're making friends um one interview at
0: a time two and one post at a time don't you think no oh, that's a good way to say it making friends one interview at a time yeah but more like five at a time because <laughs> we talk to like all these people
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. it's uh it's great to uh expand our our network and our listeners. Exactly. And friends. It's been really fun. Yeah, definitely. And one of our friends that um, we recently talked to again, uh, we talked to our friend Dudu Fuentes again and had an interview with him. Um, and uh, we were lucky enough to have our one of our third members, <laughs> associated members, uh, Sylvia Manrique from Chicago helped us uh, translate this uh this uh, interview with Dudu, and it's always great to have her on board
0: with us. She's amazing. Yeah, she is. I say it all the time, but it's, it's just, yeah. Yeah, she makes it so easy to, to do this. She makes it sound super simple, and a lot of other people, I mean, we love everyone that's translate, translated for us, but a lot of other people, you know, they get mentally tired translating back and forth one one direction and then back the other way is really really taxing and she makes it seem so easy that it just seems effortless and so it doesn't seem that hard but it's actually really really difficult to do
1: yeah the conversation keeps it keeps going and it is a conversation it's not just you know one person speaks then a translation exactly. and then the other person speaks so uh she always yeah. makes our interviews uh easy when she's working with us and yeah. we hope to do more with her
0: thank you sylvia thank you I also want to talk about Go Samba real quick. If you guys have instruments that you want, um, that you need for mostly samba right now, but I'm getting some other things, so uh, go to go to GoSamba.net. I started a little store. I'm importing drums, and it's been super fun. I've been meeting lots of interesting people and sending lots of drums out to you guys, so keep it up. If you got questions, let me know. What's the farthest place that you've sent a, a drum? I sent one to uh, Italy. Oh, really? Which I'm not sure I'm supposed to. I have to (laughs) look into that. And I had somebody from Australia ask me to send them a drum. So I don't know if I can actually... I'm not really an exporter, so there's like a whole other thing about that. I need to look into it and see. Yeah. So I don't think I'm actually supposed to sell them. Unofficially, yeah. 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 I won't tell anybody. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So let's talk a little bit about our um, guest today. Master percussionist, Eduardo... DUDU Fuentes is one of Rio de Janeiro's m- foremost percussionists. As a former director and principal arranger of the popular carnival bloco, Banga Fumenga, DUDU is recognized for creating percussion arrangements that have breathed new life into Brazilian rhythms. DUDU's unique style of adapting folkloric Brazilian rhythms like sidanda, Cocu, maculele, and ijecha for samba bateria instruments has taken him around the world teaching workshops in Europe, Asia, and the United States.
0: Also, in 2009 um, Banguelaflamengo won. Um, it's kind of similar to the Grammy Awards in Brazil for um, best new pop album. I think is or maybe maybe it's the best new album from a or best album from a new group. One of one or the other, but anyway, that's a that's a pretty um, big deal because they were a, just you know a bloco and and had recorded this music and they beat out all kinds of big names in Brazil. Mm-hmm. So it was a pretty amazing thing that happened. Um, He's also a former member and teacher for the award-winning group Monobloco and for Batuka Lakatuka. Um, currently, Dudu teaches and arranges for the Bloco Vagalumi Vergi. Dudu is also part of the band Dujio. Um He created along with other members of Monobloco. Um, when Dudu is not working with blocos, he's parading with baterias of um, various Samba schools in Rio. He's paraded with Sao Clemenchi, Imperio Sajano, Portela, and most recently, in the past couple years, he's been parading with Tejuka. Um, he also teaches a lot of lessons around the country, and he will do workshops around the world, around the country, and... And, uh, yeah, it's a pretty amazing teacher.
1: Yes. It's cool that, like, I think a lot of, in the U.S., at least this has been happening where a lot of um, people know Dudu. So, like, in the different cities, you know, Portland or Boulder or wherever he goes, um, they'll all know some of a certain arrangement, so if you go to that town and visit, (laughs) you'll more than likely be able to play with them, at least for that uh, piece. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. very cool. And he teaches at Brazil camp, too, frequently, so... And we're going there very soon, all of us. (laughs) Yep in like a week and a half by the time this comes out it'll be like a like a few days i think yeah so um, yeah
1: if you're going to be at brazil camp um listen to the earlier (laughs) ones and then listen to this one while you're at camp
0: (laughs) because you'll have a ton of time on your hands to do that
1: yes exactly
0: (laughs) all right everybody thanks for listening and enjoy this episode
1: Courtney, how's it going, Diana? How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. It's our uh, time. I'm happy. Hot, hot Sunday afternoon here in Portland. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having a cocktail since it is happy hour, I think. <laughs> nice. <laughs> good idea. Uh, yeah. Uh, I had some Tito's of vodka left from camp last year. Can you believe it? <laughs> I still have some bullet rye. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I made myself a little um, Moscow mule. Nice.
0: Yeah.
1: So happy hour. Cheers. So <laughs> G. <laughs> so today we have a friend of
0: ours that's revisiting our pa- podcast. Second time he's sitting here right next to me. Dudu Fuentes, welcome.
2: Thank you. I'm here. Estou aqui. Minha família. I don't know if I'm Portuguese or English. My English is marvelous, too. But I'm, I'm joking.
1: And and to help translate, we have oh, our, third, need- our third our uh, third reporter on the scene, <laughs> Sylvia Manrique, from Chicago, Illinois. Mm, Welcome,
3: yeah. reporting from the windy city. This is Sylvia. <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> well, she was on CBS News, so she's official now.
2: I want to thank you again for the É, minha família né vocês já, já fazem parte da minha família amo vocês né já muitos anos já convivendo junto com vocês mais uma vez aqui
3: he's saying that we're part of his family now It's been so many years of uh of knowing each other and that uh he loves us very much, so he's happy to be here again to talk to you guys.
0: Yes thank you so much for coming on again this is exciting. okay um. So we interviewed you before, and uh, this is the second time around. If people want to go back and check out the first interview, that's number 10, right? Episode 10, Wow.
1: I believe so. It was early on, yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So please go and check that out. We do a lot of, um, we dive into a lot of his background and history there, but um, we'll cover a little bit of it here, but we're going to build on that last episode.
1: So Dudu, um, it's about three weeks away. We're going into Brazil camp season. Um... You've been there quite a few times and we're really excited to have you back. How are you feeling about that?
3: Dudu, são só três semanas até o próximo camp. Você já tem já tem é, muitos anos indo para lá. O que você está sentindo agora que que está vindo esse, esse ano do camp? E você vai estar lá a primeira semana,
2: né? Sim, sim. Estarei lá a primeira semana e sempre muito empolgado, né? O camp foi o lugar que abriu as portas para mim. Foi onde eu comecei a, né, foi minha entrada aqui nos Estados Unidos através da, da Kathleen, nossa amiga, e estou muito empolgado já trabalhando aqui, fazendo meus arranjos.
3: He, of course, is, is super excited. Um, he really is thankful for for camp because through his friend Kathleen, who was the one who sort of set up that original. Um, that original meeting that where you know Dennis and, and and Rich invited him um that sort of opened the doors to, for him to teach in the US so he's really thankful for that opportunity and he's he's already working on arrangements so I'm sure that uh, people are going to need to start getting ready so he's he's really <laughs> excited
2: yeah eu já eu já na verdade o camp eu já começo a trabalhar muito antes né ano passado eu já comecei a pensar nas músicas E, inclusive eu estou nesse momento aqui fazendo, terminando os arranjos já para o pro, pro Camp para mim é um, é um prazer, né? Aquela, aquela família lá e fazer uma música bem bacana cada, cada ano está melhor, né? as performances no final é, eu estou muito animado, como sempre né? o Camp é, é um lugar para poucas pessoas, eu acho, nesse mundo é, é um lugar mágico, né? realmente
3: um, so he says that he actually starts thinking about arrangements right after camp. Um, so he was already thinking as soon as camp ended last year, he was already thinking of new arrangements, um, just because for him, it's a real pleasure to be in that magical area with, uh, you know, people who are now family to him. Um, and every year it's getting better. So he says even the performances get better every year. Um, so he's just super excited to, to show everybody what he's been working on.
0: Can we ask you? I mean, I've I've gotten to see your creative process, but can you explain to people your creative process and how you come up with the rhythms? I think that's something a lot of people are interested in learning how to do themselves. Ela, ela quer saber que para para muitas
3: pessoas talvez é interessante saber como é seu processo de de achar esses ritmos, de fazer os arranjos. Qual é o seu processo criativo?
2: eu estou sempre buscando novos arranjos, sempre criando, né? É, o meu trabalho é esse, né? Eu preciso criar. E, às vezes, é, a, o ritmo vem antes da música, né? Da, 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 né? da canção, e, às vezes, eu procuro uma canção que que, que, eu, que eu sei que vai ser muito bacana, seja no camp ou em outros lugares. E aí, eu, eu gravo tudo no meu computador É como como se fosse um tempero de um de um de, um, de uma comida, né? Eu vou botando ali é, os temperos, né? O repique, as notas do, do da caixa, do surdo, e eu vou e o resultado eu vou cortando, eu vou experimentando até chegar num, num groove que eu fique satisfeito.
3: So he says that he's always looking and looking to create arrangements. That is sort of the center of his work is creating. Um, And sometimes it's the rhythm that inspires him to choose a song. Sometimes it's a song that inspires him to choose a rhythm. Um, But for him, the process is very much like the way that you would cook where he, you know, creates, he puts it on his computer and adds spices and takes stuff away and, and just sort of, plays with, with an arrangement until he's happy with what he has.
2: Na, na verdade, esse processo, é para mim, é, é uma meditação, né? Eu, 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 eu Para mim, faz muito bem criar. E quando você, você vai construindo, né? E quando você vê o resultado final, depois você vê no final do camp, seja em qualquer lugar, principalmente do camp, que é uma explosão de energia ali, né? É, quando eu vejo o resultado final e que deu certo, para mim é, é sensacional ver as pessoas radiantes, dançando e felizes p- pela pela aula, né pelo por tudo. Muito legal.
3: Ele que o processo para ele, você mencionou anteriormente, é is like a meditation for him. So it does, it does him well, like it, it's good for his soul. And then, you know, it's, it's rewarding to see that sort of experimentation and meditation, um, becoming what is the final, um, product when you see everybody radiating happiness and dancing and, and sort of this explosion of energy at, at camp or at other places where he plays, um, that's the most rewarding thing is seeing the final result and and having all of that energy come as a result of, of the work that he
1: does. Do, do I have Uh, a question uh, regarding um, energy itself? So I know a lot of times say with a dance teacher, they'll kind of gauge the uh, class's energy, or maybe for you, you have more of a section that's stronger than another, Would you ever change your arrangement based on the energy or on the instrumentation in a class or at camp? Ela
3: falou que ela está perguntando sobre exatamente essa energia, né? Que às vezes ela fala das aulas dela de dança, onde uma professora talvez vai mudando Ah, o que ela vai o que ele ou ela vai ensinar dependendo das pessoas que estão no grupo você às vezes faz é, mudanças nos arranjos dependendo da dos, dos instrumentos do grupo ou talvez se tem um instrumento que é mais forte do outro você tem essa liberdade para para fazer essas mudanças para os grupos
2: com certeza é raramente, né? Quando eu pego um, um, um grupo com nível mais é... o nível menor, eu eu eu, eu já, já 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 tento pensar num arranjo simplificado para ele. Mas no camp como como já o nível é bem razoável para cima, eu não mudo tanta coisa no Brasil Camp não. E eu procuro também não fazer coisas tão complicadas. Até porque eu, eu nem gosto de fazer coisas muito complicadas. Eu 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 tento fazer Como eu te falei da comida do tempero, um pouquinho de tempero, mas quando eu junto fica. A ideia é sempre arranjos simples, mas que no conjunto fique, fique, fique bem bacana, entendeu? A comida, a comida fica gostosa com. Não precisa botar muita pimenta, entendeu?
3: <risos> so, yeah, he says definitely. He says that you know sometimes when he has a group that's perhaps not as experienced, that's when he tries to sort of make those changes. But, um, you know, at camp, he says the level there is is super advanced. And so he doesn't, he doesn't change much. But um, when he's working on the arrangements, even before he gets in the room with the, with students, he's thinking about, you know, what he talked about the spices and and adding and subtracting, you know, he doesn't, you know, too much pepper ruins the dish. So he likes to keep things simple, um, not too complicated, but then at the end, you know, there's sort of this combination that makes everything sound really tasty.
2: Yeah, tal, talvez por isso minha, minha aula seja divertida, né? Porque eu procuro eu procuro buscar o groove, mais o groove do que do que coisas complicadíssimas, porque para mim não Não tem tem muito sentido fazer coisas mirabolantes, mas que às vezes é legal você botar uma frase mais... né, Um pouquinho mais complicada para quem tem uma técnica boa, mas a minha minha ideia é... Eu não sou tão virtuoso assim. né? Eu eu procuro... Eu busco mais o groove. De vez em quando a a gente é um pouquinho virtuoso, mas eu busco mais o groove, o groove mais a... Mas o o balanço da bateria, né? Eu quero ver as pessoas se divertindo, tocando. Porque às vezes você dá coisas muito complicadas que não não tem sentido. As pessoas saem com dor de cabeça, né? Saem traumatizadas.
3: Um, so for him, the, you know, he thinks that his class, you know, that's the reason why it's fun is because he focuses more on the groove than say, say complicated technique. He does like to throw in sometimes some, you know, some complicated phrases and things here and there that spice things up and, and sort of challenge people who have an advanced, um, even more advanced level, but, you know, his goal is not to be a virtuoso. He, he's, you know, he, doesn't see himself as one, even though sometimes he does, you know, like to come up with things that are a little bit more complicated, but for him, the biggest um, the most important thing is the groove, because what he wants is people to have fun and be happy, playing, not necessarily, you know, not come out of there traumatized or, or with a headache Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. só, só mais uma só para terminar isso, eu tô vendo uma uma nova geração muito talentosa, muito talentosa muitas pessoas no Brasil, né, falando do Brasil, e aqui também uma galera tocando muito bem, repique demais, tamborim, mas eu acho que é, o que eu estou vendo está tendo um pouco de uma concorrência para quem faz o solo melhor do que o outro, sabe? Está faltando a coisa da... Não sei se é esper, falta de experiência ou ansiedade. É, 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 eu prezo muito a música, o groove, né? E, e, e aí eu, eu, eu vejo muito muito solo, muito muita competição para ver quem é o melhor, mas está faltando um pouco a galera fazer música, assim, sabe? Tem coisas incríveis acontecendo, tem uma galera fazendo coisas incríveis. Mas eu prezo muito essa coisa da música, do balanço, sabe? Tocar em conjunto, porque senão vai se perdendo, vai ficando muita nota e muito... Enfim, eu eu adoro... A dança é importante para mim, a música com a dança, sabe? É uma uma questão que que eu tenho visto muito assim.
3: So he's saying that right now in in Brazil, there's a, there's this new generation that has this tendency and and he thinks that they're doing incredible things there and, and there's a, a high level of musicianship, but there's also sort of this, um, side where it's a competition of who can solo the best and who can play the most notes and, um, it, that sort of takes away from what he thinks is the most important thing, which is the groove um, and and the music and and being able to you know complement the music with dance and really focusing on the on the total rather than the individual.
2: É, esse é o meu caminho, na verdade. Tem 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 de tudo, né? Mas o caminho que eu escolho é mais isso: é juntar as pessoas através da de fazer uma música com em conjunto, né?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. yeah and he says that that is his you know that's the 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 road that he picked for him the most important thing is to do Mm -hmm. music as a group um you know play together and and have this experience together
0: Mm -hmm. i know your your mission is really important to you um you want to talk about that a little bit Você, é, Courtney, falou
3: que ela, ela conhece que, que a sua missão é muito importante para você. Você pode falar um po- pouquinho de o que você acha é sua missão, seja na música ou como você veja essa missão?
2: É, é Eu sei que eu tenho. É, eu sei que eu tenho a missão porque eu já ouvi de algumas pessoas mais, mais espiritualizadas, né, que eu já, já, já me consultei, enfim. E eu sei que eu tenho, porque eu nasci num lugar que eu não sou da, totalmente da raiz do samba, né? Apesar de de nascer perto de um bloco de, carna, de, bloco de carnaval, com seis anos de idade eu já batucava, e era fascinado por batucada, meus irmãos já batucavam, mas, mas eu... É, eu não sei, a, Eu é, 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 é às vezes eu nem acredito, assim. Claro que eu trabalhei muito, pesquisei muito, eu estudo muito para... Eu, eu, eu agradeço aonde que eu nasci. O Rio de Janeiro, ele me deu uma... Eu nasci numa comunidade, comunidade muito humilde, que a galera já batucava, né? E o samba tá, tá ali no Rio de Janeiro, né? É, eu já cre- cresci no samba, mas não numa escola de samba, né? Como muitos crescem, né?
3: Ele sabe que tem uma missão, mas ele que isso foi confirmado por pessoas. Ele é uma pessoa espiritual, e então ele tem, spiritual consultations that have sort of, um uh, confirmed that, that this is his mission. Um, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't born what he considers, uh, into Samba, like many people who were born into sort of the, the uh, Samba school or, you know, things like that. But, you know, there was Samba in his community. Um, you know, he was playing by the time he was six years old. Um, he loved batucada, but he, you know, he doesn't have that sort of traditional, um, Path that many sambistas sambistas have had. Um, he grew up in a humble community that did have uh, batucada and samba around, but you know he feels like you know it, it definitely was something that was uh, there's a spiritual mission there that sort of led him to to this path.
2: É, eu eu tô, eu falo que eu que sobre a escola de samba porque só depois que eu vim mais para dentro das escolas de samba. Mas eu fui criado numa rua que tinha muitos blocos. A minha rua, no Jardim Botânico, onde eu fui criado, eu, com vários blocos lá. É uma rua muito, muito tradicional de muitos blocos. E aí isso me fez... Eu, eu escutava a bateria quando eu tinha cinco anos de idade, eu saia correndo para a quadra para ensaiar. É... E às vezes eu me pergunto assim, por que, né? Por que eu, eu viajo tanto ensinando? Mas, na verdade, eu sei, né? Porque tem Tem muito amor envolvido, né? Tem muito amor, tem muita alegria. Eu aprendi a a, a me comunicar com os alunos, a ser uma pessoa mais doce dando aula, né? Ter mais experiência e e, trabalhar muito, criar bastante. E a gente vai pegando experiência com a qualidade, né?
3: Uhum, uhum. So he is making the distinction, and this is definitely uh, something that I think a lot of people that are into samba sort of know. But um, he grew up in Jardim Botânico, which is a neighborhood in in the Zona Sul of Rio, and there are a lot of blocos, and blocos are sort of the they're not they're sort of different from escolas de samba, but they they sometimes have their baterias, um, and so he you know he grew up in a in a area where there's a lot of ve- it's a very traditional. Uh, Rio neighborhood that has a lot of blocos there. Um, and so he was always surrounded by music and that sort of became, um, you know, his his focus. And he knows that the reason he was pushed in that direction is just because there was a lot of love for the music there. Um, and teaching and and becoming involved helped him to be more open to work harder to to be more understanding with his students, and, and as he's gotten more experience, this, these these uh, uh, traits have sort of you know become uh, even better for him.
2: Sim, é é isso. É, eu acho que é uma é uma missão mesmo, assim. É uma às vezes a gente tem, né? Tem tem que tem mais escolhas que, que o universo faz e eu me sinto assim um escolhido, um abençoado, eu agradeço todos os dias por, por, por... foi uma escolha minha também, né, de largar, abandonar alguns empregos, que eu era infeliz antes de fazer música, e eu lembro quando eu comecei a fazer, quando eu fiz a minha primeira aula de percussão, eu falei, eu quero isso para a minha vida, eu eu, eu quero ser músico, eu quero quero estar no palco, e aí eu não parei nunca mais.
3: (risos) Um, he does, he absolutely thinks it's, it's a mission though. And, um, he thinks that it's, you know, partly sometimes, you know, the universe chooses for you and he thinks it's obviously a combination of both the universe chose this path for him. But at the same time, he feels blessed because, um, because he has this path, but he also made choices as well that got him to this path because he, he left, you know, jobs that he was unhappy with. And then, you know, the first percussion class that he ever went to, he, you know, he sort of had this moment that where he was like, this is what I want for my life. And, you know, ever since then, he's been working toward that goal. So, uh, it's a little bit of, 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 a, you know, it's a little bit of the universe, but it's also, you know, his, the choices that he's made to get where he is.
0: Mm-hmm. So you told us some about growing up in Jardine Botanico. Can you tell us about, um, a little bit about your childhood, growing up and playing drums and and your influences and some of those blocos.
3: É, você falou que você é, se criou em, no Jardim Botânico. Você pode falar um pouco da, da da sua infância, das suas influências, como você começou a tocar, etc., dos grupos que que tinham influência em você?
2: Sim, eh é... Eu fui criado né, numa família de cinco irmãos, seis filhos. É, e aí, uma comunidade muito humilde. Quando acabava a comida na minha casa, a gente pedia no vizinho, né? Aquelas coisas de. de a gente sempre, né? A gente, é, é, tudo, todo mundo muito amigo, assim, muito, muito interessante. Uma infância maravilhosa, difícil, bem difícil, né? Poucos sabem. Neguinho, as pessoas, às vezes, quando você alcança né, um sucesso, você, pô, cara fica né, com aquele. Mas a gente tem uma história ali muito, muito, muito difícil, mas muito vencedora. Pausa para você responder.
3: <risos> so he grew up in a, in a big family. He's uh, one of six um, and Você tem quantos todos irmãos ou tem irmãs também?
2: Two sisters and uh, three brothers. <risos> so,
3: uh, <risos> um, and irmãs e
2: dois três irmãos.
3: So he, um, he talks about um, his, you know, he he grew up in Jardim Botanico in a a, a humble community. And he said that, you know, it wasn't always easy. Sometimes it was difficult. Um, You know, when there was no food in the house, he, they would ask the neighbors. And so it was a, it was a very community, community oriented uh, place that he grew up in because everybody sort of helped each other. Um and you know a lot of people he doesn't really talk about that, so a lot of people don't know and you know looking at him now with the success that he's attained you know you might not know that there's sort of this uh background story of of sort of a, a difficult um difficult beginnings but uh but you know that's that that was how he how he started and uh you know he he mentioned humble beginnings
2: é. Eu não gosto de falar de coisas tristes nem de me lamentar, mas é importante as pessoas saberem um pouco do da história, né? Enfim, é, e aí tinha um bloco perto da minha casa, força jovem do Horto. Ali, ali para mim foi, eu acho que já o universo já já me colocou naquele lugarzinho ali, um bloco do lado da minha casa para eu já, opa, eu acho que, né? Tem alguma coisa está me chamando já. Eu, meus irmãos já, eu lembro que eu tomava banho com meus irmãos, tudo meus irmãos grandes. É, eu era, eu sou eu sou mais novo. E a gente fazia uma batucada no banheiro maravilhosa, um (risos) som muito bom. E aí, ali ali começou a paixão pelo samba, que eu eu descia a rua descalço, só de bermuda, e já pegava um repique, uma caixa, já já tocava, já apaixonado pela batucada.
3: So he he says he doesn't, you know, like to talk about sad things or to sort of you know tell these stories to you know so or feel sorry for himself or anything like that but he you know again he feels like where he grew up was part of the universe's plan to get him to where he is now he he grew up um right next to the area near a bloco called Força Jovem do Horto and yes. that he you know he felt like he was put there to discover that and to hear that music and to become a part of that. He said that when he was little, um, you know, because when you're from in a big family, his, his brothers and him would take baths together and, and, and do batucada right there in, in the bathtub. So, you know, he would go to the practices, you know, without any shoes and a pair of shorts. And, you know, he would just... You know, play his hipiki. So he's really happy that that's sort of where his origins were because he had that connection with that bloco that put him on the path to playing what he plays now.
2: É, e, e esses blocos, já e esse bloco tinha unidos do Jardim Botânico também. Tinha um chamado urubu cheiroso. <laughs> urubu cheiroso é muito bom. eh não sei, não sei a tradução para urubu. <laughs>
3: Urubu, Urubu é cheiroso, Urubu é vulture, né? É, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, vulture. <laughs> é um pássaro preto que come carne <laughs> estragada. <Sim. é.
3: laughs> Sim. So <he's> cheiroso. Al- <laughs> he also uh, he worked with two other blocos, Unidos do Jardim Botânico, um, and Urubu cheiroso, which translates as uh, smelly vulture. I would say <laughs> it's how it how it translates. <laughs> Yeah. ou <risos> good smelling vulture, I don't know, it could é, be either one, <risos> fragrant vulture. Os
2: blocos disputavam campeonatos já, assim, né, na Avenida Rio Branco, 28 de setembro, tinha mestre sala, porta-bandeira, carro alegórico, enfim, e eu já, eu, eu em casa, eu já, como, quando era mais, mais, mais novo, sempre churrasco, churrasco, meu pai, minha mãe, a família inteira, vendo escola de samba no carnaval, né? era de lei, o Rio de Janeiro, a gente... Assistir carnaval em casa, né? Mas criança não saía muito, né? De- depois que o Rio deu uma bombada, né? Depois do monobloco também, né? Que a-, a-, a gente pode falar sobre isso depois também. O Banga e mas eu tô falando essa coisa do Força Jovem lá atrás, né? 1980 e alguma coisa,
3: uh-huh. so uh, so you saying that in the you know. The, the groups that he that he played with or that he you know that he was influenced by and he was sort of living in this area with these groups um you know they had their they were part of competitions too and they had floats and sort of all of the elements that um that the what people know as the traditionalist call is samba, they had similar elements too um and for him when he was kid you know this is he's talking about the 1980s um so Maybe the Escolas is just that you watch on TV weren't as popular as they are now, but he, even then, you know, for him and his parents who were super into um, Batucada and music, you know, it was like you make a, you do a barbecue and you watch the, the Carnaval. So um, it was sort of all around, there was, you know, this influence of music.
1: So you spoke about how your, um, you know, you would play in the bathtub with your siblings. But do your any of your siblings still play? Do they ever play with your groups?
3: Seus, uh, você falou que você tocava de de criança com seus irmãos. Você eles agora tocam com você com seu, com o grupo, ou com com grupo? Eles eles ainda tocam?
2: Não, eles já estão velhos. <risos> <risos> Não, eles tomaram tomaram outro rumo da vida, sim. É, eu que eu que na verdade eu que vi, vi, escolhi a música mesmo mas eles tomaram outro rumo da vida entendeu? He's
3: he's the youngest, so uh, his his uh, siblings are all older, and he said that they chose different paths. So he's the only one that that chose music, and so they they chose different paths for themselves.
1: So they don't do it for fun either, like to go with his group, accompany well, his group. Mas nem
3: eles nem tocam assim para Sabe, de nas festas ou alguma coisa?
2: Não, não. Tocava, em, co, tocava no bloco, né? Tocava em bloco, surdo, caixa, quando eu era mais novo. Mas, não,
0: é, não toca, não.
3: Yeah, so, the, when they were, so when they were younger, they played surdo, they played caixa, but now they don't, talk, they don't play anymore.
0: The other night, we were hanging out with Jay and Hiroko. Shout out to Jay and Hiroko from Portland. Um... And and Dudu, you were explaining to us how um, the origins of Bangalafamenga and Monobloco with um, Lenini and um, Marcus Susano. And yeah, can you um, describe that again? It's kind of complicated, Sylvia, so get ready.
3: Oh gosh, okay. (laughs) Você não
0: gravou o que eu falei ontem? A Kurt Kurt não não esqueceu
2: de gravar o que eu falei ontem. Agora eu esqueci, porra.
3: Uh, então, ela, ela falou que vocês falaram, estavam falando a outra noite das origens do, do monobloco e de Bangla Fumenga, que tinha participação de Marco Suzano, de Lenine. Ela quer que você conte sobre, sobre essas, essas origens. Vamos lá. É, eu vou Tenta... me preparar agora.
2: Vou <risos> tentar ser breve. É... Em 94... Eu tinha um outro trabalho, trabalhava na televisão, Rede Globo, famosa no Rio, e aí teve um convênio com a escola de música ProArte, uma escola de música, e quando eu cheguei nesse primeiro dia de aula, quem Quem estava lá dando aula era o Celso Alvim, professor do Monobloco, ponto, pode falar?
3: Sim. Uh-huh. Uh, o nome da escola era ProArte.
2: ProArte, um, So ar- around
3: 1994, he was working in television at RegiGlobo. And for those listeners who are not uh, familiar with RegiGlobo, that's like a, one of, it's the major television network in Brazil. Um, and there was a, a music school that was doing um, lessons called ProArte. Um, and one of the professors um, was named Celso Alvin, who is now one of the Sim. teachers at Monobloco.
2: Uhum. Isso foi em 1994. 94. Mas eles, eles
3: chegaram lá para fazer aulas? Você estava trabalhando com eles? Como, como que você conheceu eles?
2: Ou ele? Então, te, teve, um, teve uma parceria da, ah, da, 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 do meu trabalho com uhum. essa escola de música. E aí, o Celso estava lá dando aula, N- nem ninguém imaginava de existir Banga La Fumenga, monobloco, isso foram, foram seis anos antes do monobloco. E quando eu quando eu fiz a aula, assim, eu, eu adorei o Celso ensinando, o cara é um super profissional, né? Fez o um monobloco, né? Incrível. É, e aí, eu me apaixonei pela aula, pela percussão, assim, caramba! A, a, naquele momento da primeira aula, que eu já comecei a a ver que eu tinha facilidade para tocar, eu falei: po, eu quero, eu quero, eu quero ser músico. Naquele primeiro dia,
3: Ai, eu, falei, eu quero,
2: eu quero, eu quero viver de música. Eu vou conseguir. Assim, já pensei, já muito interessante isso.
3: So, um, so when he was working, he was working at Heji Globo. Um, his job had sort of a partnership with this uh, music school. And so he ended up taking a class. This is six years even before Monobloco was began or anything. Um, so he, this is, this is the, the, the class that he talked about at the beginning of the interview is that, you know, he went to this class that Celso Alvin was giving, um, You know, not only did he sort of realize that he had some sort of some facility, you know, like he could actually do it pretty easily and play pretty easily. But he had that moment where he was like, well, I want to be a musician, like screw this other stuff. I want to play. And so he not only that, but he really connected with Celso and and loved the way that he taught and his professionalism that that sort of also pushed him to to think about playing as, as a as a vocation and, you know, rather than what he was. Doing at the time, which working in TV.
2: É, e aí, foi um momento muito maravilhoso da vida, assim, a descoberta da música, né? Eu não estava muito feliz no meu trabalho, e, mas precisava do dinheiro. E aí eu fui, nesse período eu fui, aí eu me afastei um pouco das aulas por algum motivo, acho que de trabalho, aí retornei às aulas, aí comecei a fazer mais aulas com outras pessoas também, e aí e aí teve um teve um teve um isso no, em 98 em 1998 a gente eu estava fazendo aula com um grupo né os alunos do Celso e aí ele falou pô gente hoje vai ter um tem um bloco aí que eu estou criando é, na verdade o Celso o Chacal um poeta conhecido no, no, na cena cultural do carioca e o Rodrigo Maranhão, né que é vocalista do Banguela Fumenga Pô, meus am- ele, o Celso falou, meus amigos, a gente está criando um bloco aí, é, chama-se Bangalá Fumenga. Eu falei, o quê? Qual o nome? <risos> Bangalá Fumenga. E, e, e aí, a gente precisa de vocês para, vamos tocar lá. A gente precisa de gente para fazer esse movimento aí da batucada. Ele fala
3: sobre sort of discovery of music. So he really loves to think about that time because it was a happy time for him that, you know, he was, he discovered that he really wanted to play music. Um, At the same time, he sort of hated his job, Um, you know, but he needed to work for, you know, looks like everybody else. And so he, you know, he would he stopped going to the classes for a little while because of work, but then he, you know, he kept going back and sort of as it was back and forth. Um, and he just, and then he started doing classes with others and, and sort of just diving into, into percussion. Um, so he continued doing classes with Celso. This was about four years later. He's still, you know, at this point, he's still doing classes with Celso and, and his sort of group of students. Um, and at that point he said, I'm creating this bloco called Bangala Fumenga. It was with um two of his friends, uh Chacão and Chacau Chacau <laughs> and uh-huh. Rodrigo Maranhão who's the lead singer of Mangala fumenga um uh-huh. who, and he said, "I'm creating this bloco, and we need people to play and and we'd love you to be part of it. So he started playing with them,
2: yeah, eu falei que foi muito interessante, mas eu fui o único que fiquei de fora do desse evento porque eu cheguei atrasado. <laughs> <laughs> E começou com uma roda de o banca começou com uma roda de samba, né? E aí já, nesse dia já teve a participação do Lenine, eu acho que da Fernanda Abreu. É, é, nessa, nessa semana, uma semana na segunda semana, eu lembro do o Farofa Carioca que estava começando, o Marcelo de dois tinha uma galera, o Marcos Suzano, né? Já já estava nessa cena ali, muito interessante. Mas eu lembro que eu fiquei de fora desse primeiro nesse primeiro dia, né? Que, que eu cheguei atrasado, foi muito foi muito é, foi foi triste, mas foi engraçado.
3: So he actually, so he, he went to the practices, he, he, you know, he knew he wanted to be part of the the, uh, part of the group part of the bloco. Um, But what he thinks is interesting is that he was the only student to not be part of the first Hoda Jisamba, like the first performance that they had, um, that actually had some big, pretty big names like Lenini, um, Fernanda Abreu. Carioca, um, Marcelo de dois, you know, this sort of big performance, but he um, uh-huh. he tarde sh- showed up late and was not part, <laughs> did not was not able to play, um, so that was pretty sad. But um, but that was the first performance that they that, that bloco had.
2: É, e, e quem fazia parte também era o Pedro Luiz e a Parede, né? Que era um, um grupo muito muito bacana. assim foi uma inspiração para mim também que o Celso fazia parte. Eu fiquei encantado quando eu vi o show deles pela primeira vez. Incrível, assim. E, e, e aí, depois, o, 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 a gente começou a organizar o Banga para fazer um bloco, para a gente fazer essa batucada diferente no final do show do, do Pedro Luiz da Parede. Né? Na, na, tinha uma casa de show famosa chamada Ballroom. Ballroom. Lá era Ballroom na época. E aí, a gente começou a se organizar para fazer esse ensaio. Tinham 21 pessoas, se eu não me engano, na, na banda. Rodrigo no Cavaquinho e mais 21 percussionistas mais o Celso ali liderando com Pedro Luiz e ali começou esse movimento da batucada sabe? é interessante as pessoas saberem disso, ali começou já esse movimento de tudo que, assim, que, que, que já acontece no Rio né? hoje em dia assim, dessa batucada diferente começou ali e, e, e mais precisamente eu acho que na ProArte né? na ProArte onde eu comecei a fazer aula lá em 94 que a gente já tocava Congo, já tocava o muito seis anos antes quase do monobloco né Então, é, essa, essa anos combinação,
3: essa combinação de, de ritmos tradicionais com música moderna né você tá falando disso isso. né tá isso então uh, so recente you know part the, another participation in that um, in that show was or that was involved in in Bangala fumenga and sort of this this movement that was starting to form was Pedro Luiz y e Aparegi. That's a, it's a big group in, in, in Brazil. And so they sort of started organizing this group, um, Banga to sort of be the finale to the shows that Pedro Luiz and his band would play. Um, so it was about 21 people, um, Rodrigo Maranhão and the Cavaquinho and singing and, uh, you know, Celso was directing, um, and it was sort of you know he credits that group, and not only that, but Proachi, the the music school as mm-hmm. the origins of the this movement that you know that now exists in Rio, which is the combination of traditional rhythms um with modern music so if you play in dudu 's you know ensembles and and you know of dudu 's music that 's sort of the um the focus is taking these uh Rhythms like Ijecha that are super traditional afro-brazilian rhythms and setting them to modern samba and, and popular music.
2: É uma, uma coisa muito importante que eu não posso esquecer de falar, porque tiveram algumas pessoas muito importantes nesse movimento até um pouco antes, mas diferente, né? É, o Funk em Lata, da Mangueira, o Ivo Meirelles, que, que, que não fazia ritmos folclóricos, ritmos do Brasil, mas fazia funk, né? Funk, já com samba ali, né? Ele foi inventou uma coisa muito diferente na época. O Baticum, que é um grupo também, com três percussionistas. Marcos Suzano, Joviniano e Negreiros. São percussionistas mais velhos que também já faziam uma batucada diferente. Com instrumentos de escola de samba, com percussão, já tocavam ritmos com os funks, né? E o Chico Science também foi, foi uma inspiração, né? Em Pernambuco, mas Ele já fez um som ali que, né, até antes do, do banga, nesse, nesse, um pouco ali, nesse, quase na mesma época, mas Chico Sá, ele deu uma revolucionada. A gente não pode esquecer disso, né? Essas uhum. pessoas que também, né, enfim, começaram uhum. ali a fazer uma coisa muito diferente, muito bacana também.
3: Fala pra mim os nomes dos percussionistas de novo. Marco Suzano.
2: É, Jovi, Joviniano. Uhum. Tocou com a Fernanda Abreu durante anos. Uhum. E o Negreiros.
3: Negreiros. Negreiros. Um, so he's saying that, you know, this. Th- th- there, there are also, you know, other major influences that contributed to this movement of, of mixing, you know, traditional rhythms with modern music, like Ivo Mireles, um, who we know is, is, has been at, at different points part of the Mangira Sama school. Um, he mixed Sama with funk. Um, you know, there were uh, people like Chico Science that were also mixing, you know, modern technique music and modern music with rhythms. Um, and then also um, re- uh, percussionists that were sort of revolutionizing uh, the pandero and other percussion instruments like Marco Susano, Negreros, Joviniano, um, that were, you know, taking that were doing uh that came even before Fuminga, that of this, that, that started this idea of fusion.
1: I have a question. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so do you think the people, cariocas were ready for this? Did they want this? What were the traditional players saying? Um, I mean, this was after they started doing that funk um, break uh, in Sasama schools, right? Você acha que que
3: o Rio de Janeiro estava preparado para essas para essa combinação de de ritmos com música moderna? É, a, a, a Diana está falando de do, dos breaks que já faziam uh, talvez nos 90s, nos 80s, no, nas escolas de samba que faziam um, talvez um break de, de funk, né? É, você acha que, que Rio de Janeiro já estava já pedindo essas, esse, esse movimento novo?
2: Ah, sim. O funk está enraizado lá, né? O funk tá, tá, é, é do Rio ali, né? É, bem lembrado, essa, essa, essas boças que o Mestre Jorjão né, fazia. Mas é diferente, que ele, ele botou uma, um, uma, um break de funk no 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 samba interessantíssimo diferente de você fazer a, a adaptação do funk é, tocar músicas com guitarra com com baixo né e aí você fazer uma banda com 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 tocando outros ritmos eu acho claro que ele, ele já já foi um precursor ali sim né já, já já inventou uma coisa diferente mas eu acho que já é um outro movimento esse que a gente fazia ali no monobloco de fazer uma coisa mais rebuscada até do funk de fazer mais grooves e essa essa é a minha minha concepção assim de tocar mais outros ritmos mas teve teve esse é, é, esse alguns breaks que ele botou sim foi um foi um pioneiro também entendeu interessante ah, eu acho que eu acho que eu tava preparado sim o Rio o Rio é o funk tá faz parte do Rio não sei <risos> se o Carnaval estava preparado para tanta gente né <risos> hoje em dia é.
3: Um... So he thinks that yeah that I mean Rio was definitely prepared and he does see you know he he said good good uh mention of uh of the funk breaks um Mestri Georgion doing his samba breaks in the 90s that kind of thing that was a, that was a precursor in a way um but it was you know it was taking something like funk and putting in putting it into into samba um into bateria and that kind of thing but to but what they were doing was taking um, these rhythms, rhythms, and, and playing them with what you would traditionally have in a, in a band, right? With like cavaquinho and bass and all of that. So, um, so it was definitely one of the elements that influenced, but, um, you know, this, this was sort of on its, uh, you know, a a genre on its own. And, uh, what he thinks that Rio was not prepared for was the amount of people at Carnival now (laughs) that they have now, (laughs) uh, because of the popularity. So, um, Então, sim,
2: ele acha que eles estão prontos e. Eu acho que assim, é, teve até um. Quando começou essa batucada diferente, principalmente na zona sul do Rio, tinha um preconceito até assim, do pessoal do samba, pô, fazendo coisa diferente. Samba tem que ser. Tem que, instrumento de samba tem que tocar samba. É, algumas pessoas, né? É, e hoje em dia eu vejo que evoluiu muito a batucada, né? É, evoluiu muito de, nos blocos. E, 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 e esse ano eu vi as pessoas estão tocando baião, estão tocando shot, estão tocando geixá, estão tocando Bahia é muito interessante uh-huh.
3: um, so yeah, he thinks that you know, at the, you know, at the very beginning um, he feels like there was sort of a you know, this idea of playing these these rhythms with with instruments that were traditionally meant for Samba, there was a, you know, from the old Sambistas, there was a little bit of prejudice of like, well, you know, should we really be using the instruments that way? Samba is, you know, should be Samba. Um, and so he sees that even, you know, now the the influence has gone the other way, where you, you have a lot of, of Escolas de Samba doing these breaks, you know, bringing in baião, ijexá, baia, like all these rhythms that they would normally not bring in for or for breaks.
2: A gente não pode esquecer do, do groove, né? Da, da bateria, né? Da batida, da cadência, que é muito importante. Mas na, na verdade, o os breaks são é, é a parte mais animada do desfile. Quando a bateria faz o break e toca outros ritmos, realmente a a galera vai abaixo, né? É muito interessante
3: and he thinks that of course, you know, the the more interesting a break is, like that's sort of the what people are focused on, like that's what makes the crowd go wild. So, um so he does think that it's really interesting that these rhythms are now being used for for samba breaks at the samba schools. Em
2: in, in 2000, eh foi criado o Monobloco através do Celso e Pedro Luiz à Parede. né? Foi criado o Monobloco numa oficina de percussão em São Paulo. É, depois do show do Pedro Luiz à Parede, e aí deu super certo lá. Isso, né, que é a história que eu sei, deu super certo. É, uma oficina somente, levaram para o Rio, se organizaram, foram muito bem organizados, né? e aí o monobloco é o que é hoje em dia. Né? E o Banga ficou mais na minha mão e do Rodrigo. a gente Dois anos depois a gente começou a organizar o Banga, e hoje em dia é esse, esse movimento lindo aí. Fico feliz de, de ter feito parte desse começo né? de ter feito tantos alunos e tantos hoje em dia tantos mestres aí né? de blocos tanto muito legal, muito trabalho para muita gente.
3: So around the year 2000, um, Celso Alvin and Pedro Luiz uh, from the group Pedro Luiz y Aparegi, um, they decided to launch Monobloco in Sao Paulo. So they started an Oficina, which is another word for like workshops, um, and they did that in 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 Sao Paulo and it went really well for them so much that they decided to to take it to Rio and start the workshops there as well. Um, that was in the year 2000. So two years later, um, Dudu and Rodrigo Marañão, they started uh, Banga La Fumenga and started to, you know, and sort of got left, Banga got left into in his hands um, and they started to create, you know, make it sort of a workshop. Instead of being just the band um, that would do shows, they started to do, you know, this idea of having workshops and having like a community group um, sistema, onde as pessoas puderam vir e tomar leituras e ser parte da band e desse tipo de coisa.
2: É, eu não posso esquecer de duas pessoas muito importantes nesse começo do Banga, que foi o André Bava e o André Moreno. Foram muito importantes para mim, assim, na história do Banga, né? E na minha vida também, de aprendizado, assim, de, enfim.
3: Ele diz que ele não pode esquecer de mencionar duas pessoas que eram realmente instrumentais in, in em um, ajudar, não só a começar o Banga, mas também a ajudar a Dudu, uh, from a, you know, wider perspective, but Andre Moreno and, and Andre Bava, and Bava um, uh, yes. were two people who were instrumental in, in helping him at the very beginning.
1: So Dudu, this year, it seems like there was a ton of people in, um, ton of people from the U.S. that paraded with you in your new group, Vagaluma Vergi. Could you tell us about that new group? Esse ano parece que
3: o camp inteiro estava no Rio de Janeiro (risos) e e tocaram com você no Vagalume Verde. Você pode explicar para as pessoas sobre o seu novo grupo?
2: Foi muito legal, foi muito legal, porque eu cheguei no Brasil e aí com dois dias que eu cheguei no Brasil, né, depois do ano passado, que eu fiquei sete meses e meio aqui, foi um ano muito bom também para mim, E aí, cheguei lá, foi por que que eu vou fazer aqui? <risos> o Rio Difícil, né, tá meio sem trabalho, meio sem muita coisa assim. E o meu amigo, o Hugo, que é o presidente do Vagalume, a gente estava na academia fazendo exercício, ele falou: "Preciso de você esse ano. Você é da comunidade, você nasceu aqui. O Vagalume é da nossa comunidade". E, enfim, foi maravilhoso, foi muito, foi muito desgastante, mas foi muito legal. Foi muito divertido, foi, boni- foi bem bacana.
3: Então a Vagalume Verde já existia, né? Já o grupo já existia antes de você chegar no Rio.
2: Sim, 14 anos. É, o Vagalume é uma, uma ONG, né? Trabalha com sustentabilidade, ah. é, reflorestamento, é, é, reciclagem, né? reciclagem de, de produtos plásticos e é muito interessante o projeto. E só que estava precisando de uma uma força mais para a bateria, assim, né? E esse ano a gente começou a organizar mais. E aí tinham 107 pessoas comigo na bateria. A gente conseguiu botar um figurino bem bacana, né? Tudo com tudo reciclado e ficou bem bacana, assim. Acho que os gringos adoraram.
3: (risos) Então, ele... Uh mentions that last year he spent um, seven months in, in the US. And so when he went back to Brazil, you know, he was sort of, uh, you know, Rio is, is going through some difficult times right now. So there's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of work going on. There's, you know, it's, there's, it's just, it's just right now a difficult time in the city. Um, and so he got there and he was with a friend of his, you know, working out at the gym. <laughs> and so this, you know, he who is actually um, part of Vagalumio Vergi, which is an NGO that focuses on sustainability, um, you know, things like reforestation, recycling, all of those things. Um, and they, as part of it, they have this bloco. And because, you know, uh, Dudu is from Jardim Botanico, which is where this, this NGO is from, and where the bloke was from, you know, he said, you're part of the community. You uh, you know, his friend was like, I need you to be to, to lead this group. I need you to lead the bateria. And um, at the end, uh, there were 107 people that uh, participated. They wore, um, you know, their outfits or their costumes for the, for the parade were, you know, made of recycled materials. Um, and, you know, of course, everybody from the U.S. that went down there, the gringos loved it.
2: Silvia, Silvia, como é que você decora tudo isso?
3: Eu, eu tô escrevendo! Eu tô escrevendo.
2: Ah, maravilhoso! você é, é muito rápido! Você é a melhor de todas! Amazing! <risos> mas, mas aí foi muito, é muito legal, porque é, quando eu saí do Banga, né, em 2013, aí eu criei o Batuca Lakatuca, um projeto que eu adorava também muito, muito legal. Eu amava o Batuca, assim. até hoje eu amo, né? mas tava difícil de fazer assim. né? As coisas no Rio não são tão fáceis. É... E aí eu juntei essa galera do do Batuca, eu juntei ex-alunos no Vagalume, né? eu juntei a... o pessoal da minha comunidade, que me viu criança, né? muito legal, e mais os, os gringos, né? os amigos aqui americanos, Pesso... uma... uma japonesa, pessoas de Portu... uma... Uma de Portugal e um casal da, de Barcelona foi muito legal ver todo mundo junto e ver a Amy uma loura de olho azul de diretora é muito legal assim, porque já, já não tem fronteira mais, sabe a, até nas escolas de samba que já tinha mais esse preconceito de, de gringos hoje em dia as pessoas estão mais abertas para isso, né os mestres estão viajando bastante também os mestres do, do, do Rio, né ou de São Paulo, enfim é, a conexão tá cada vez mais, muito legal So, he, you
3: know, he said that he really was happy to find um Vagalumi because, you know, in 2013 he left Banga, um uh, and then he started another project called Batuka Lakatuka and um you know, he was part of that and he loved being part of that as well. But, you know, as as I mentioned and as he mentioned, you know, I think all of Brazil has been going through, um, you know, some distress in terms of uh, the po- political situation, the economic situation. And so, you know, I think a lot of artists are looking for ways to do their work elsewhere. And that was sort of the impetus for him leaving. Um, so when he got the opportunity of Vagalumi, he decided to sort of get together all of the people that he knew from his community that he had played with. Um, ex-students from, you know, the different groups that he's played with, from Batuca Lacatuca, um, ex-students from different countries like, you know, Portugal and Japan and Spain, and then, of course, you know, uh, campers from the U.S. You know, he talks about Amy, who's you know this, you know, who he he uses her as an example to show that there's like almost no borders anymore when it comes to batucada because he has all of these students coming from around the world, um, and this you know creating this connection because Amy you know is from San Diego, she's a white American woman who ended up being part of the you know the the directors for Bagalumi. So you know he thinks that it's just a it's just shows how. But um, you know Batuki can really create this connection, and he thinks that this year there's going to be even more people and and more more gringos to to play in, in
2: Bagalume. É, nós nós tivemos 40 mil pessoas aproximadamente na rua. Isso pra, pra pra mim já foi interessante, né? Mas para os para gringos então, caramba, para todo mundo ali para os alunos, maravilhoso. O Rio cresceu muito Carnaval.
3: Uh, so he said that there were um, forty thousand people who attended um, the bloco. So, if you're familiar with how blocos work, you know there's a, there's the groups that play, um, and then you know people come and to, to watch the show and and dance and be part of the street carnival. Um, and so, forty thousand people attended. Um,
2: só uma última coisa e foi muito legal assim porque a gente foi o primeiro grupo a tocar dentro do bondinho do pão de açúcar nunca ninguém tocou foi uma estreia internacional histórica eu não sabia disso N- é, nenhuma escola de samba a gente ficou tipo duas horas ao vivo na TV foi engraçado mas foi muito 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 bacana a gente tocou no pão de açúcar né É, e para e pra galera, os americanos e, né, que estavam lá, foi foi maravilhoso, foi uma experiência muito legal. Foi foi um dia muito bacana assim pra gente.
3: Que legal. Eu vi, eu vi vocês, eu vi vocês no Globo. Sim, sim.
2: Muito legal
3: um so he's saying that it was even like there were these things that were happening they were even made, made it even more amazing that you know they did a you know they were on tv i mentioned that i saw them on on globo on national television um playing at jardín botánico but then they also did a special performance um at pão de which is the Sugar Loaf mountain which is you know the sort of iconic rio uh, la- uh landmark um and there's like this little Bonjinho, the little car that goes uh cable car that goes from one mount, uh, mountain I guess to the other uh-huh. um and so they were the first group the first musical group to ever play on the bonjinho so they played on the on that little cable é, car gente, so it was uh, it was super cool
2: uh-huh. a ideia é essa né a ideia é, a ideia é elevar elevar alegria pra galera não tem, não tem outro caminho pra mim a, a música é só um, é um pretexto É um pretexto para eu para eu pra eu para eu ajudar as pessoas a a, a, a passar alegria para as pessoas, né? Claro, informa- boas informações também através né, de, 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 de tanto o ritmo do Brasil né que que existe, mas é só um veículo para eu para eu é isso que eu quero é ver todo mundo com o olho brilhando e feliz e, e emanar essa energia né tanto aí tanto no Rio como aqui Seattle eu fiz um desfile foi sensacional Foi muito legal, juntando muita gente. Eu fico muito feliz quando, quando eu consigo juntar as pessoas. E, e é maravilhoso isso. Muito legal.
3: Um, so I, I... If what he said was right now is was actually super it was really beautiful he talks about how for him um, music is sort of the vehicle you know it's, it's almost like an excuse right like music he loves it but it's like the the ultimate thing for him is to bring people together and of course like share information and 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 history and and music and culture of brazil but but for him like the ultimate thing is is bringing people together and and making and and having them be happy playing together um you know like he talked about uh doing a parade in Seattle and being able to to bring people together that way so so really like i think you know he we talked about his mission being um music but you know the way he describes it i i would think that the his mission is is more creating community
2: uh-huh. é, hoje em dia tem muita gente né já juntando né não só eu, como muitos outros mestres, muitos outros percussionistas, é, e até o trabalho, assim, que eu lembrei agora do o, o Dennis e o Rich, eles fazem uma coisa maravilhosa, de juntar esse Brasil Camp é fabuloso, juntar tanta gente, né, eu admiro muito essa, essas pessoas que tem esse potencial de juntar, né, e aglomerar, e ver, ver o movimento crescer, muito legal.
3: Um, you know, he thinks that there's a lot of of people doing that now and trying to create these communities that, you know, play music. He talks about, um, you know, how he admires Dennis and Rich creating Brazil Camp and having this, you know, this fabulous place that people come together every year to play music. Um, you know, he really admires people um, that can bring together people to create um you know so a movement that that stays a movement that keeps growing and and keeps um you know that that doesn't just is not a flash in the pan that 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 sticks
0: um i wanted to ask him i don't know if he saw this but a bunch of the people who were um in rio this year playing with vagalumi were also at oregon country fair and we do this um this i'm sorry i'm gonna laugh (laughs) we do this um (laughs) parade in the middle of oregon country fair they call it the dragon parade there's a big dragon that you know we're a bunch of us are playing samba drums it's not really a samba rhythm that doesn't matter i'm going to cut that part out um but in the, i showed up late on sunday i think it was to the i didn't see what everybody was wearing everybody dresses up all crazy and i didn't see what people were wearing but halfway through the parade i looked in front of me and saw um uh drew drew bost and he was wearing his vagalumi vergi costume which if you <laughs> if anybody saw the guys costumes were pretty funny they were these big yellow like super bright yellow with leaves printed on it but <laughs> i couldn't stop laughing when i saw him wearing that in the parade the perfect he place brought to wear that it thing all the way back from from brazil <laughs> yeah uh
3: oh. Do you want me to translate
0: this? Yes, please.
3: Ok. Uh, então, ela, uh, a Courtney falou que, que ela achou engraçado e interessante que ele, ela, ela toca com um grupo, o grupo dela. Eles tocam no uh, Oregon County Fair, que é tipo uma, uma feira. Acho country, que country Fair. Country feira, fair. De, feira
2: de malucos, eu sei onde é. é.
3: Feira de malucos então, alternativos. É. É, exatamente, então eles fazem um desfile, né, o, o que chamam o desfile do dragão, onde eles tocam, sabe, tocam percussão, não necessariamente um ritmo de samba, mas eles tocam juntos e ela achou engraçado que ela, ela foi, ela chegou meio tarde, então ela não viu que os outros estavam, sabe, se vestindo, mas o, o objetivo é se vestir meio maluco, só que ela viu e quando viu o Drew tinha o... Uh, a fantasia de Vagalume Verde.
2: Ah, eu não vi isso. Muito bom. Muito bom. É Mas esse lugar, eu falei que feira de maluco, mas é lindo, é lindo, é realmente lindo esse lugar. Maravilhoso.
3: A
1: feira A Dudu, is there what have you been doing? I mean, besides besides Vagalume Verde and Brazil Camp, what other projects have you done, or where have you gone? What cities? Can you tell us a little bit um, about that?
3: Uh, nesses dois anos, uh, desde a última vez que, que a gente falou com você, um, além de do Vagalume Verde e do Camp. Você pode falar de, das outras coisas, outros projetos que você tem? Quais cidades você viajou ou ensinou?
2: É, eu não lembro que ano foi, foi... Tem dois anos atrás? 2016 ou 2017? A entrevista. Uhum. DLS interview. Uh, três. três, é. É, lá no Rio, eu, eu tem um grupo também que eu, que eu fiz parte. Faço ainda assim mais no Carnaval, que é o do Rio, né? Uma banda que... Com uma, um pessoal que saiu do Monobloco também. A gente fez muito show aí pelo Nordeste. Tem, um, tem uma oficina de percussão lá também. No Carnaval, quando eu vou lá, eu, eu tenho tocado com eles. Um desfile também em Copacabana. É, nesse, nesse, é, nesse período de três anos, eu acho que eu, eu vim pra cá sempre, né? Eu tô, desde no mi, 2010 que eu estou vindo pra cá. Desde o Camp, né? É, Estados Unidos, rodando muito. E eu fiz eu também... Ano retrasado eu fiz a Europa, o Samba Síndrome, Samba Síndrome em Berlim, e tive pela. Eu acho que Itália, é, Suécia, Viena, alguns lugares da Itália. Foi bem interessante também, adorei, muito legal. Sempre experiência, né? Viajar é sempre maravilhoso.
3: Um, so he's been. Uh, you know. Uh, beyond Vagalumio Verde, he also has, other, you know, other groups. He has his group in Rio called Duhiu, Rio, um, which is sort of a, it's a performance band. So they do a lot of, uh, private engagements and that kind of thing. There's a lot of, um, there's some other members from Monobloco, um, that are part of that as well. So he plays with them. Um, you know, he's, they, you know, they played in the, in the Northeast, Northeast of Brazil, but also, um, all over, you know, uh, Rio, and then um you know he's also continued teaching, so he went to Samba syndrome in berlin um you know he he taught in Italy in Australia, so he's gone to Europe, but he's also you know since 2010 ten he's been coming to the u s pretty regularly to to teach and and to camp
2: you know e, e carnaval eu, eu tenho tocado no, nos últimos anos depois da portela né, que eu toquei alguns anos lá eu tô lá na Tijuca, que tá sendo sensacional, assim, uma bateria maravilhosa, uma cadência que eu a, a, gosto muito da energia da Tijuca, eu tenho tocado lá, muito legal. Eu acho acho importante também estar no samba, botar a mão ali no, nos instrumentos e estar com a galera, né, que o samba é na verdade é o, é, o, é, o, é o precursor disso tudo que eu faço, né? o samba ele é o começo de tudo, né.
0: Uhum.
3: Um, so he's, he, he, I, I'm, I'm sure that he might've mentioned before, um, at then the last interview, but he, he has played with Portela. So he finds, you know, he always plays with a uh, Samba school, um, because he thinks he's, it's important. It's the precursor to everything that he does, um, you know, Samba is. And so he feels like it's, it's his way to really keep in touch with Samba and sort of keep up his Samba chops, um, and he's lately been playing with Chizuka um, because he, you know, with the bateria there, he really feels like they have, you know, a really good energy right now. And so he's, um, you know, he thinks it's important to sort of keep uh, keep tabs on what the samba schools are doing to sort of influence what he does. But uh, but that's what he's been doing um, in terms of uh, carnival and 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 uh, carnival batucada.
1: And what's his instrument of choice when he plays uh, with the samba schools? Repique. Repique. Não,
2: repique.
3: Repique.
2: Repique. Ele plays
3: with
2: the repique. Repique. Portela, eu tocava caixa.
3: Hum, caixa.
2: Primeira vez que eu, que eu saí na, na escola de samba tocando tamborim na São Clemente. Não sei quantos anos atrás. É, tamborim. Com Cláudio Filé, meu... Foi o mestre de, de tamborim, que, diretor de tamborim, que me ensinou. Meu grande amigo Claudio Filé. Um grande abraço. Pessoa maravilhosa, é.
3: The, his first instrument in the uh, in the samba school was with uh, São Clemente, um, where he played tamborim. And he played. He learned from his friend, who he sends a shout out to, by the way, uh, Claudio Filé. That's that was his sort of uh, that was his mentor in terms of uh, playing tamborim, samba school tamborim.
2: É, eu, eu gosto, as pessoas me perguntam qual é o seu instrumento predileto. Eu não sei, porque, porque eu amo tanto a, a percussão, sabe? Eu, eu coloco a mão em tudo, eu, eu quero aprender tudo e eu vivo cheio de dor no corpo. Eu estou com o ombro aqui inflamado porque eu quero, eu quero tocar sempre. Eu, 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 eu não, às vezes eu me, eu me apaixono mais pelo tamborim, às vezes mais pelo repique, às vezes é caixa. É, eu, eu tenho estudado muito agora timbal e caixa em cima timboconga. cada cada hora eu eu, eu eu quero eu quero aprender porque eu preciso aprender né para poder ensinar né eu preciso fazer meus arranjos eu preciso e é bom para mim escola de samba também eu, 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 eu mudar os instrumentos porque é importante para pegar a prática né não tem outro caminho se não for a prática né? não tem outro. Uh, he says he, you
3: know, he sometimes get gets asked what is his favorite instrument and he said he does not know (laughs) Uh, because he (laughs) loves percussion so much that you know he you know he comes back from rehearsals with like you know his whole body in pain and right now he's got you know a you know a shoulder issue but um you know he just falls in love with different instruments at different times. Sometimes his favorite instrument is the kaisha. sometimes it's the hipiki. It, it, it ebbs and flows like who what, you know, instrument he loves at the moment. Um, you know, but he also loves um learning new things and playing new things, like, you know, he still you know tries to play things outside of the, you know, the sort of samba, traditional samba school instrument like uh conga and chimbao and and for him it's really important to keep learning and uh, you know, because you know that's how he is able to come up with new things for his arrangements, and you know he thinks that practice—you know—the the practice is sort of the center of everything. He needs to keep practicing, and, and he needs to keep um, bettering himself. So that's why he, you know, he focuses on on just playing everything he can.
1: What about something like a string instrument, like cavaquinho or guitar? Has you ever tried that? No. <laughs>
3: É, a, Dayana, a Diana, a eu sei que você entendeu, mas ela quer saber se você já tentou tocar um instrumento, não sei se se diz assim em inglês, se diz, acho que se diz lírico, um instrumento lírico, né, que não é percussão. Uhum. Você já tentou?
2: Não, eu tenho, eu tenho o meu dedo ele não, ele não. A minha mão eu não consigo, <risos> eu dói, dói demais. Minha mão é dura, o meu, meu dedo ele, eu fico, eu até gostaria, mas Eu sinto muita dor no meu dedo, a coisa mm. do movimento do. Eu acho que eu tenho que praticar, na verdade, mais. Mas a coisa do. A minha mão esquerda, o meu dedo, ele dói muito, assim. E. É, não sei. Nasci <risos> para dar tapa. Nasci para dar tapa. <risos>
3: <risos> so, he, he was saying that, uh, you know, he would love to learn, uh, but he's never. You know, he says his, his, his fingers weren't made to play you know, instruments like that. He said they hurt a lot. And so he's just never, he said maybe he needs to practice more or, or get beyond that pain, but he says he's never been able to. And, you know, he thinks that he, he was born to to slap, was basically what he said.
2: <laughs> na verdade, eu, eu comecei estudando, na, na época da escola, eu comecei a fazer um, é, algumas aulas de gaita. Eu tinha uma gaita, eu tocava uma gaitinha, mas aí, não gatinha, gaitinha.
3: <laughs> so he started doing uh when he was younger, he did class harmonica mm-hmm. classes yes. um but uh yeah i guess I guess it never went anywhere <laughs> <laughs> <It's>
1: not
2: <laughs> oh my gosh
0: <laughs> Courtney. Yeah, so I have one of our most popular questions, or at least one of our most commented on questions when I talk to people, when people talk to me about the podcast. Um, in the United States, we don't have experience running groups, and there's not a lot of people, other people running groups here to ask and, and get recommendations. But how, you have a lot of experience with this, how do you deal with conflict in the groups that you've you've worked with? You know, you've been working in these groups for a long time, and how do you deal with... Um, with players who just aren't getting it, and and maybe it's because they're not practicing, or maybe it's because they just don't have the talent for it. But how do you deal with this in your groups? It's a it's a a thing really important um, to deal with in groups. It's hard. It's emotionally difficult.
3: Uh, então, é, nos Estados Unidos, é, talvez as pessoas que têm grupos de samba ou grupos assim, uh-huh. de percussão É, não tem esse, não tem esse essa experiência de lidar com coisas dos grupos, né? Que vem com ter um grupo de samba, um grupo musical, assim, de comunidade. Como você, é, assist, acho que assim, é a palavra lida, né? Como você lida com é, conflitos entre pessoas, ou talvez com alunos ou pessoas do grupo que não talvez não... Estão tocando no nível dos outros Seja porque não tem talento Ou, se, ou não tem tanto talento ou, ou seja porque não tem dedicação Como você lida com esses Conflitos diferentes de ser diretor De de uma de um grupo De, de música
0: E and, and deal with that But also maintain the community Aspect
3: é, Como você sabe Como você Porque acho que é uma coisa que você tem que ter Um, um Você está tentando criar comunidade, como você falou, né? Então, às vezes, ter que lidar com esses conflitos é difícil. Como você tenta, talvez... Como você passa por essas coisas? O que você faz para melhorar essas coisas que talvez acontecem nos grupos?
2: Essa é a parte mais difícil, talvez, desse trabalho. Porque tem pessoas maravilhosas, né? que você se apaixona, né? amigos, né? E, e realmente o cara não tem como participar. Né? É assim, eu, eu falo que é 0,2%, que é aquele cara que realmente, eu acho que a maioria até dá para dá tocar, sim, mas é muito difícil, porque é, é em grupo, e o grupo precisa ser homogêneo. Né? E aí se tem uma pessoa que destoa, que ele, ele atrapalha pra caramba, e as e vezes e geralmente essa pessoa não sabe que está atrapalhando, né? É muito complicado. O melhor aluno pra mim é aquele que tem talento e, e tem a humildade pra saber que, pô, não, eu preciso estudar mais, né? Esse é o melhor aluno. E o pior aluno é aquele que o cara não, não tem noção, ele quer participar. A gente tenta o máximo, né, com todo o amor, com todo o carinho, tentar que ele participe, né? Que, mas às vezes é muito complicado é, é difícil essa parte
3: uh, he thinks that's the hardest part that's the hardest part of the job um, you know sometimes you know he says that you have these you know people that you play with who become friends right who you're very passionate about as a person um, and he says that it's it's not you know it's it's a very small percentage he's like it's a point zero two percent of people who you know who don't, who aren't up to, you know, because the group has to be homogenous, right. A group has to sort of grow together. And so sometimes you have that person who just does not get it or just, you know, not only do they not get the music or the arrangements or whatever it is, but they also don't know that they don't get it. They don't, they're not aware that they're sort of getting in the way of, of the, the group advancing. Um, you know for him, the best student is the one who can recognize their faults and say "I need to practice more or I need to do this or x y z to get better um but he says you know he does he doesn't really offer a solution he just says you know that he recognizes that that's definitely the the hardest part of of the job
2: na verdade para mim é eu amo dar meus workshops eu vou do workshop e saio vou embora porque realmente ter um grupo é complicado assim eu já já tive diretores aqui me perguntando como é que eu faço, porque tem pessoas entrando no grupo, não sabem nada, só que esse grupo já existe há anos aí aí eu quase falo, se vira se vira, (risos) dá o seu jeito porque porque é muito difícil, assim você você talvez tenta botar ele num num instrumento que o mais simples de todos, né, às vezes não sei, tecnicamente o surdo de segunda, mas também se ele é muito ruim no sudo de segunda, o sudo é muito importante também, né Talvez, fazendo, tem que simplificar até, talvez, a pessoa, infelizmente, ir embora. Porque é muito difícil. Essa parte é muito chata, assim. Quando você tem um grupo e a pessoa não... E todo mundo quer participar de um grupo, né? A batucada ali é, pô, é sensacional. As pessoas querem... querem é, Socialmente, é muito divertido estar, estar num grupo. Mas é difícil. Quando se profissionaliza, é mais fácil, né? Porque você pode juntar os melhores e, e fazer um grupo mas quando se trata de uma comunidade, sei lá, é, essa parte é muito difícil assim, é caso, caso por caso, entendeu?
3: Ah, Para a pessoa, pessoa não
2: ficar triste, né? Para a pessoa não claro. ficar, é, porque eu já, já, já perdi alunos assim, já foram embora do banga de, 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 de alguns, porque não tem jeito, não tem jeito. Pô, me desculpe, uhum. eu te amo, tu é meu amigo, mas pô, não tem como, você não, você não, você não seu, seu, seu ouvido não, não yeah um
3: so you know he says that that's you know the worst that's the worst part sometimes he you know he kids that he you know when he goes to workshops that you know he he'll do a workshop and leave because you know and definitely there'll be a director of some sort asking him sort of these sensitive questions of like how do I deal with you know a person who can't play or you know. And, and his, his, you know, his internal dialogue to them is like, well, figure it out because I don't know either. And, um, you know, he thinks it's easier when you're in a professional group setting. It's different because you, um, you know, you're in a professional setting, you can call the musicians that you want, right. You can call the musicians that you, um, that you need to, 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 to perform with that, you know, are going to do the job right. Um, but sometimes it's, you know, it's sad that you sometimes lose, you know, he's lost, he mentioned he has lost students, um, that way where he's just had to be honest and say, you know, I love you. You're an amazing person, but this, maybe this isn't the right thing for you. Um, you know, because you can try putting them on the easiest instruments, for example, like a surdo de segunda, but even that, you know, surdo is so important. It's so important, Mm -hmm. even though it's simple, it's, you, it's something that you can't mess up. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, everybody wants to be part of something, and so that's the saddest thing when you have to tell someone that maybe they they can't be part of that. So, yeah, he agrees. It's, it's the hardest part.
2: É, eu, tento, eu, te, eu tento ajudar até onde eu posso, né? Tento, eu tento ajudar até onde eu posso, mas às vezes... Mas é, é, muito, pou, é muito pouco... A porcentagem é, é baixa, assim, de, das pessoas que realmente não têm O resto a gente dá um jeitinho, a gente faz uma mágica ali, a gente trabalha bastante pra, pra, pra juntar todo mundo, né?
0: Uhum.
3: He, he says it's very few the people who, who who are just like kind of the you know quote unquote lost causes. He says that there's always a almost always a way to get people playing, um whether it's simplifying rhythms or you know, putting them on the easiest easiest instrument, there's always something to be done. There's a really small percentage of people who who just ultimately just are not a good fit for for the groups
0: it's a small percentage of the people but a huge percentage of the (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: so you know courtney was talking about conflict but so let's talk about something different like a really memorable moment for you in your career um what stands out for you what are some big moments for you
3: É, na sua carreira, quais são alguns dos momentos mais, sabe, mais importantes que você já
1: viveu? Either funny ou, you know, whatever.
2: Caramba, muita coisa. <risos> muita coisa. É... Ah, muita coisa maravilhosa. Mas eu acho que um, um momento muito importante foi quando eu recebi o prêmio com o Bangalá Fumenga no numa famosa casa que nem existe mais no no Rio, chama-se Canecão. A gente gente concorreu ao prêmio de melhor banda e melhor CD. Concorremos com Lenine, com Skank, com Rapa, foi incrível isso. Ah. E a gente ganhou a melhor banda, a gente ganhou a melhor banda em 2009, prêmio Clara Nunes. E a gente fez um CD, esse CD tem no meu currículo, é um CD realmente que eu tenho orgulho de ter feito, sim com o Banga La Fumenga, né, em 2010, eu acho, Barraco Dourado, que é um CD que, eu até estava escutando há poucos dias aqui, é um CD que é é maravilhoso, assim, eu acho um CD muito bom, e a gente ganhou ganhou um prêmio, assim, um CD que deu muito, reverberou muita coisa boa pro Banga, assim, foi um momento muito especial, assim, quando a gente ganhou o prêmio, foi, vários famosos, todos os famosos recebendo o prêmio, e foi bem bacana pra gente, a gente estava num momento muito unido ali no Banga, foi bem bacana.
3: Eh, o nome do, do CD?
2: Barraco Dourado.
1: You should know that.
3: I I that's <laughs> what I thought he said. <laughs> Eu tenho esse CD Dudu. Sim. Tenho Sim. Okay, okay. Sim. <laughs> uh, so he is saying that, you know, one of the ma- most memorable moments um for him was winning um the best band and best CD uh, at the at the Canacão, which was um at the time, one of the most famous and largest, uh, I, I, I guess you could call it an arena in, um, in Rio, like a, a place where they had shows. And um, so they did a, you know, an award show and he, they won the award named after Clara Nunes, who's like a very famous samba singer. Um, and they were competing against Lenini, um, Skunky, these amazing you know, very famous bands too. Um, And so they won. Uh, And so it was just uh, memorable because, you know, they were there with all of these, you know, famous people and and they won the the award. So it it also was a moment of, there was a lot of unity with Banga at the time. Um, They're sort of going through this great moment together. And then it also sort of opened doors for them as well. It brought them a lot of great things came about after they won this award.
2: Eu lembro que o Lenini ganhou o melhor CD nesse ano com o Labiata, que uhum. é um CD pff, sensacional uhum. dele. O Lenine é um artista que realmente é sensacional. Mas, mas sobre, sobre... Eu tive muitos momentos maravilhosos de fazer desfile no... lá em Gênova, no Mar Mediterrâneo, com, com um monte de gente. Desfiles aqui, desfiles em Seato. Muitos momentos assim... Shows com banga, com, com monobloco, shows com muita gente. É, eu agradeço... Eu agradeço todo dia. Não estou brincando. Eu agradeço todo dia pela vida, assim, porque é, é aquilo. A gente a gente recebe o que a gente dá, né? E aí é isso. Ah, o universo ele dá coisas boas, né? Graças a Deus.
3: Ah, uh, he so he remembers that you know that year one of the groups or one of the artists that won another award was Lanini, uh, for one of you know the an amazing CD that he did. And actually one of the, you know, things he mentioned in the previous question was that, you know, one of the things that he's most proud of is having participated in that, in the creation of that, the CD that won, um, which is called Bahaku Dorado. So he was, you know, that's one of his, the things that he's really happy to have participated in because the the final product was just something that he was just was, he was proud of. And then, um, you know, the other things that he's, really happy about is, is just the different parades that he's been able to participate in from, you know, playing with a group in Genoa, you know, along the Mediterranean and, and different shows with different groups and, 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 and artists, um, you know, that th- those, those moments of playing with different artists is, is, you know, what he thinks is, is the most uh, rewarding things and the most memorable things. And he says that he um, you know, you, you get what you, what you put out there and so he's you know he's thankful every day for the things that he's been able to to experience
2: é é é é, é legal essa coisa de de circular por por muitas de do pop né eu, eu circulei muito pelo pop né e pelo e pelo pelo samba né isso dá uma riqueza muito profunda assim né de viajar de ter tocado com o milton nascimento é Elza Soares em Portugal, nem Mato Grosso, essa essa coisa de da percussão pop que eu também sempre gostei de fazer, né? E também o samba tá junto e aí isso me enriqueceu muito, né? Me enriqueceu muito, né? Foi sensacional para mim. Enfim. Ah,
3: uh, he, you know, he talks about how he's been able to sort of work and play in these genres that transcend, you know, samba. He, he's been able to play um, pop music as well and, and, and artists like Ney Mato Grosso have just really enriched, you know, his musical experience, so uh, he's also thankful for that.
2: É, esses artistas que eu toquei em Portugal foi junto foi com Banga, né? Foi com Banga e com Rodrigo Maranhão. A gente acompanhou todos esses artistas que eu te falei. Deu muita experiência assim na vida, muito legal.
3: Um, Ney Mato Grosso, quais foram os outros artistas que você tocou?
2: Foi o Banga, fez em Portugal com a Elsa Soares uhum. e o com o Rodrigo Maranhão. Eu fiz uma turnê é, em Porto, Lisboa e Faro, com o Milton Nascimento, abrindo o show para o Milton, né? E com o Ney Mato Grosso também, em Portugal, com o Rodrigo Maranhão. Um trabalho muito bonito, assim, muito minucioso, uma percussão leve, muito bacana.
3: Legal. Uh, so he talks about, you know, one of the um, tours that he had in Portugal, where he played in, in cities like Lisbon and Porto. He, uh, this was a tour that was Banga. And he played with artists like Elsa Suarez, who's like super, super famous. Milton Nascimento, who's a legend as well. Um, so it was, a, it was a, a tour that was really special um, just because of how well it was done and, and these, these amazing artists that he got to play with. And Neymato Grosso as well.
0: Diana, do you want to ask the last question?
1: Um, which one is the last question?
0: The anything? Um, oh, okay, yeah. You'd like us to know. Yeah.
1: So Dudu, we've talked about a lot of things, but is there anything that you would like people to know that we haven't asked you?
3: Uh, Dudu, a gente já falou de, de muita coisa, mas tem algum alguma coisa que você gostaria de compartilhar que você gostaria de de, de dizer, ou de falar?
2: Ah, deixa eu pensar, peraí, aí, <risos> muitas coisas. É, é isso, agradecer aos meus a vocês que, pô, é, a minha vida mudou muito quando quando os Estados Unidos, a, a, os Estados Unidos abriu as portas para mim, né? Eu jamais imaginaria que eu vinha para cá e construiria uma família aqui, né? Eu eu, eu o meu foco era muito em Europa, né? a Europa tinha muita coisa da capoeira, do samba reggae, a percussão estava indo muito para a Europa, eu não imaginava que que eu vinha para cá e realmente a minha vida ela enriqueceu muito vindo para cá e e, para mim foi maravilhoso, está sendo maravilhoso, vendo vendo muitas coisas crescer aqui, né? Nossa, quantos amigos eu fiz aqui, quanta, quanta, quanta história que eu já tenho aqui e Enfim, a, a a coisa que mais dói no coração é ficar longe dos meus filhos, mas eu não tenho escolha, né, eu não tenho escolha. Além da missão, dessa missão que eu tenho, né, é uma escolha minha também, mas eu acho que é uma missão e eu não, eu não tenho como sobreviver na, na minha cidade, assim, né, é muito difícil para mim o Rio de Janeiro, né, e eu preciso estar aqui, até tenho, mas é, sabe, é, mais, é muito difícil e... e... Eu, eu enfim eu, eu vou onde onde o universo me chama ele tá, ele me chama para cá entendeu eu queria agradecer muito vocês por todo o carinho por tudo assim né por tudo que vocês fazem por mim por, pela confiança no trabalho muito obrigado uh, so he,
3: he with offering thanks to, you know, to you, Diana and, and Courtney and, and to all the students and to camp uh, because he, he said he would have never imagined that, you know, when he started giving workshops, he was really focused on Europe just because, you know, a lot of rhythms were really starting to be popular there and they were, you know, doing a lot of, of community percussion in, in Europe. And so he, he would never would have thought that, you know, going to camp would have opened um, the doors uh, you know, in such a way that he's, you know, now spends a majority of his time here in the US. Um, and so he, you know, he thinks that that has really enriched his life, because, you know, he's he's created a family of, you know, of students here. And, um, you know, he's ma- made so many friends. And even though um, it really, you know, it's really hard to be away from his kids, you know, but right now it's, it's you know, it's something that he feels that, you know, the universe is asking him to, to be here just because it's, it's, you know, a difficult situation in Rio, but, you know, he, he's really thankful that, you know, he has people here in the U.S. and his students and people who, who have confidence in his, in his playing and his arrangements and, and his ability to get, give these amazing workshops that, you know, that he's able to, you know, create a life, for himself here in the US um, and you know that's, that's thanks to, to the support that he gets from the Samba community here
0: é.
2: e agradecer muito o Rio de Janeiro né porque tive a sorte de nascer lá e ah. o Samba está pertinho de mim ali e muitas pessoas interessantíssimas né? me apresentaram coisas maravilhosas que eu pude pegar né é, escolhi esse caminho né é, eu queria agradecer aqui também umas pessoas importantes na minha, na minha vida. Você não precisa, talvez, falar, que talvez você não se lembre, vai se lembrar, mas talvez. É, alguns professores, né? Celso Alvim, né? Sidon Silva, Sidon Silva do Monobloco, é, é, Cláudio Filé, tamburina de São Clemente, é, Márcio Bahia, Bateria, já teve no Camp, Léo Leobões, Afro-Cuba, no Brasil, Neide Oxossi afro Brasília, meu, meu mestre, Ramiro Mussotto, que já está no céu, né? ele morreu cedo, infelizmente, um grande percussionista, é, o Wesley Ed, o da Mangueira, é, aprendi muita coisa com ele também, repique, e, enfim, Rodrigo Maranhão, banga La Fumenga, André Bava, André Moreno, Thiago de Sábato, meus parceiros do Banga, é, novas pessoas também que eu aprendo muito, Ailton Nunes, Fabrício Reis, meu grande mestre, é, Feijão, Marcos Feijão, baterista e muitas outras pessoas que, que, enfim, muito importantes na minha vida, na minha caminhada. Tá? Isso é, não queria deixar de lembrar essas pessoas. Tem mais um monte, desculpa se eu não lembrei, mas muitas pessoas maravilhosas no meu caminho que sem elas eu não, não aprenderia muitas coisas.
3: So he he didn't want obviously to to uh, not thank all of the teachers that he's had all the people that have been in, you know instrumental in 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 helping him learn you know these this the rhythms and his instruments people like Celso Alvín, who he mentioned uh, Sidon Silva from Monobloco Claudio Filet, who he mentioned uh, you know taught him how to play tambourine um, people like Nade. Uh, do Chossi, uh, Nunes who's who goes to camp. He mentioned a a whole litany of people and and he says he's sorry if he forgot anybody, but there's just been uh so many people who have been part of his journey to 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 being able to play and 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 give and and pass along the knowledge that he has.
2: É uma nova geração também muito importante que eu não posso esquecer. Fazem um trabalho brilhante. Júnior Sampaio, meu parceiro, eh Talita Santos, Guilherme Gustavo, um salgueiro, Gabriel, Gabriel Policarpo e Bernardo, porra, sensacional também. Tem uma geração aí que, que eu respeito muito e, e torço muito por eles para fazer isso. A gente está aqui para aprender nesse planeta e para deixar coisas boas sementes. Né? Não, tem, não tem outra, para mim, não tem outra, outro caminho. Então, eu torço muito para todo mundo que eu falei, né, os, os antigos, os novos, para fazerem coisas brilhantes ainda nessa vida.
3: Uh, he also mentioned the the sort of new generation that's coming up. People like Junior, Sampaio, Talita Santos. Uh, you know, there's uh, other names that he mentioned of of people who are doing amazing things with percussion. And and he he mentioned that you know he's always rooting for you know not only the you know the people who who taught him already, but the new people who are coming up of you know. Being able to create new things and 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 new and create new ideas, um, you know, he's always rooting for for people to to do their best, and and uh, you know, he's thankful that they were there, that they have been there on with him on his path.
2: É isso, vivo o samba, viva a percussão brasileira, e agora eu preciso comer um bolo de banana que a Canteen fez aqui e tomar um café. <risos> <risos> Amo vocês, minhas minhas, minhas meninas. <risos>
1: Are can going
2: to do that one?
1: Oh,
3: he says he's, he's got to go because he's got to eat some uh, banana cake and coffee. I guess somebody made, I, we didn't get our banana yeah. cake, uh, Courtney. Where's our banana it's cake? On its, way.
0: it's on its way.
1: <laughs> it's <in the> <laughs> FedEx.
0: <laughs> well, Dudu, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I know you, a lot of people in the United States, you've, you've done workshops at their, in their groups and they really appreciate you bringing, um, teaching them everything from, from your culture and from Brazil. And I think I can say on behalf of a lot of those people, thank you so much for coming here. I know you spend time apart from your kids and and it's not, it's not, that part's not fun, but we really love that you're here.
1: You know, and um, I really am thankful that uh, several years ago that somebody couldn't make it to camp. So (laughs) (laughs) Dudu graciously made it. In a short amount of time, and that is how we got to know him. So I'm very grateful for that. Yes. Okay.
3: Um, a gente agradece. Você entendeu, né? Mas a gente agradece muito que você passa esse tempo com a gente, sabendo que que é difícil estar longe da família. E, e também a gente agradece muito a, ao universo, talvez, que alguém não foi no camp esse ano que chamaram você, né? Porque você foi para porque algum alguma pessoa não conseguiu ir. E a gente, sabe, tem essa... No esse primeiro agradecimento. ano, no primeiro ano, né? É, no prime, o primeiro ano que, que você foi. foi lá, no, no último momento, é, chegou na hora, né? Mas a gente uhum. agradece que isso aconteceu porque a gente conseguiu te conhecer e, e criar uhum. essa essa amizade uhum. com você.
2: Que legal, muito feliz também. Me chamaram uma semana antes. Eu vim totalmente <risos> nervoso para cá, mas deu tudo certo, graças a Deus.
3: And for those of you who don't know, like uh, they, you know, Dudu's first um, visit to camp, which he mentioned just now, was, you know, they called him a week before. Uh, because I think there was an issue with uh, a visa or something like yep. that. And so the, for the person who was supposed to go teach percussion wasn't able to go. And uh, Kathleen Hunt, uh, a, a camp student uh, who knew Dudu and Dudu was, uh, luckily, was able to travel. Um, they called him a week before and asked him to come to camp. And he said, yeah, so. And the um, rest is so, history. And the rest is samba history. Yes. Oh, and he also said, that, you know, the other, before he mentioned the banana cake, I didn't want people to think that he just left because, <laughs> you know, he was going to go no, eat no, cake. No, no. But he said, he On said, viva samba, viva, viva, samba, viva samba and viva a percussão. So long live samba and long live percussion which I'm sure. Ah, we'll agree uma with. pessoa
2: uma pessoa muito importante também, nosso nosso amigo Curtney, Douglas, Douglinhas. Não posso esquecer do também, que o grande grande diretor da Portela também, amo demais. Desde Douglas, estamos
0: junto. The best smile in Rio. <laughs> he also
3: mentioned Douglas from Portela. He didn't want to forget to mention him as well.
1: Who's also one of our previous guests. All right, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you so du- much, du- Silvia, thank you. Diana. Thank Diana. Thank you, Diana. Diana.
0: <laughs>
2: Silvia, thank you so much. Wow. Muito bom.
0: Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you uh, enjoyed this interview with Dudu du Fuentes. Um, you can find links to his. Facebook and his Instagram. Said that weird. Instagram. Um, you'll find links to that on our website, thebrazilianbeat.com. And um, you can also just search for him. He's easy to find on there. It's D U D U F U E N T E S. And you're, of course, going to find him on YouTube. So look him up there
1: as well. Yeah.
0: We have shout outs today obviously a huge shout out to sylvia thank you so much woman you're amazing
1: what is she amazing (laughs) uh we'll see her soon too she'll be at brazil camp with us for week two so uh yes she'll be helping with some uh interviews there as well we gotta get it. We gotta get some photos with yes, us. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, another shout out we have is to our friend Lauri, who uh, we were actually messaging with today. He messaged us. Uh, he's always a great uh, uh, communicator. He's always, uh, you know, giving us information and talking about things, and we love that. We love to hear from listeners, and um, he gives us the perspective from Europe and what's going on over there. So it's great to talk to him.
0: He sent us an amazing video By the way everybody It's official I'm moving to, Por- <laughs> to Portugal <laughs> A small town <laughs> In This tiny town It has 55,000 people And the city has purchased these huge They're like giant containers I mean Not containers What's the mm-hmm. word? On, like No they are storage containers Storage spaces Like storage spaces they're they're are like, huge sh- Yeah they're like shipping containers They're like shipping containers But they're like really really big And every one of them has a House is a different Samba school
1: so they have multiple the, uh, samba schools within
0: this small town in, yeah.
1: in uh, Portugal. Uh,
0: yeah, and so he has this video of like him walking in between these two um, rows, I guess, of these giant these giant buildings, and uh, they're rolling up in it. It sounds like it sounds like really awesome. They've got bars inside and all kinds of stuff, so it seems pretty cool. So yeah, Courtney's um, moving there. I'm moving to Portugal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, so, once again, thanks, Laudi, for listening and, uh, being an active participant. That's right.
0: What else is going on, Courtney? Brazil camp? Yay! Backing (laughs) up the disco party? Yes, it's
1: like Christmas for all of us. Um, we'll be heading to Brazil camp in the next couple weeks. Um, getting to play music, listen to music, sing um eat really good food and you're all going to be jealous
0: <laughs> and just be there together with no no cell phones, no internet and just a lot of drumming and hanging out and talking and and playing music. It, yeah. It's going to be it's an amazing experience in the redwood trees. Yeah, so if you're um ever
1: wanting to go, just let us know. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's still space. There is space. Um, and for future years, there also is work study. So if you know you can't afford to pay the full amount, you could always work part of that
0: off and, um, and get your. That's time. what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm working in the store. Come by and say hi. If You're at Brazil Camp. Come yeah. by and say hi. I've been working too. I'm kind of I do everything. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, do. Uh,
1: so um, yes, Brazil Camp uh, our Christmas in August.
0: All right, everybody. So you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. And you know one way you can support us without spending money is suggest our podcast to a friend. I know you all are playing in batterias and, and in groups and standing right next to people. Tell the person next to you. Have you heard about the Brazilian Bee Podcast? Why, well, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. Well, you should listen. <laughs> They're great. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. <laughs> So, if you want to find out more, you want to find out more about our guests and see pictures of them and see pictures of us, you can go to thebrazilianbeat.com. Email us, thebrazilianbeat at gmail.com. Also, um, like, look us up and message us on Facebook. Um, Like I said, we're on Twitter. we're on a bunch of different podcast players So yeah, look us up, get in touch
1: Tell us about your group, tell us what's going on um, Wanted to also um, Give a shout out to My Samba Diary um, They linked us In their um, blog This week and uh, Posted our Interview with Mesti Ailton Nunes As he's going to be um, In Finland teaching I believe, Courtney do you want to know When that is? No. <laughs> He will be teaching in Finland, though, and uh, thank you so much for uh, posting that, because we have had a few more um, likes on Facebook, so that's always good to know, Um, and hopefully they'll also listen to the Facebook, or hopefully they'll also listen to the podcast. So, thank you very much, Waleed, at um, MySambaDiary.com.
0: Yeah, he posts, like, really interesting um, kind of summaries of going to all these events all over Europe that happen in the summer, it's a... cool. Because there's a ton. There's a ton of stuff that happens in Europe. Million. There's a million. I'm so yes.
1: Jealous. Thanks, Walid. Yeah, thank you. I also wanted to uh, mention um, Maracatu Brazil has been posting some really great videos on, oh, yeah. on Instagram and Facebook, and we've been reposting those. Um, they've been having some really great workshops, including um, our friends Michael Spyro and George Yalabe. They were there, um, I think, it was a couple of weeks ago. So, just a great big shout out to. Um, Monica to Brazil because they've been posting some great stuff and it looks like they've been having some um, great workshops so if you are in the area and you want to take some lessons I would head there
0: mm-hmm. definitely
1: alright well thank you for listening everybody And we will see you on the other side of Brazil Camp, and we'll have lots of stories and interviews and um,
0: pictures. Yes, definitely. All right. Talk to you later, Diana. Ciao.